0: you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So, with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions
1: podcast. Thanks so much. You're now tuning in to the Who You Know and Doctor Rowe Show. Good morning, Doctor Rowe. How are you? Good
2: morning, Trevor. How are you?
1: I'm doing so good. You know how I am.
2: Yes, you had
1: your Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm all hyped up on Mountain Dew for sure.
3: <laughs> Mountain Dew, wow. Ed, Ed uh,
1: name Ed. that movie. Name that movie. How about that, Glenn? Name that movie. I don't know that movie. What movie is it? <laughs> Talladega Nights. I'm all hyped up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> anyway. Great flick. Great flick. Yes. Dr. Rowe.
2: Yes. Are you ready?
1: <laughs> of course, of course. Who do we got with us today? I know you brought some some champions in the house. You know what I'm saying? So who do we got today?
2: Literally, we have a world champion on the stage with us. And I'm so excited, not just because he's a world champion, but we are from the same city of Daytona Beach, Florida. So Florida is representing in the house. We have the amazing world champion athlete, Curtis Mitchell. Welcome, Curtis.
4: Dr. Rowe, thanks for having me. Hello, guys.
2: Hey, how are you this morning?
4: Yeah, I'm doing well, just blessed. Um, just grateful to be up and uh, ready to start my day. Excited.
2: Absolutely. Now I know as a world champion athlete, you definitely are not high on um, Mountain Dew, right? What What is your morning routine, Curtis?
4: Yeah, so when I wake up in the morning, I check my resting heart rate. Um, I have warm lemon water to alkaline my body. Um, then I have like some tea, green tea, um, and then I meditate, and then I'm off to the gym. So I just like to use that time to get my body right, my mind right, and uh, yeah, start my day.
2: Wow, okay. Well, we can definitely learn a lot from you to remain healthy. I'm just so excited about that. So before we get into more of your amazing aff- uh, accolades. I just have a quick question. Can you share with the Breakfast with Champions table here what it was like growing up in our hometown of Daytona Beach, Florida?
4: Yeah. So growing up in Daytona, um, you know, it was it was unique, but it was also difficult at the same time uh, for me. Um, I grew up without my dad. My dad left when I was seven. So. You know, my mom raised me growing up in a single parent household. Daytona is a unique place. You know, it's, it's a small town, so it's pretty much a situation where everybody knows each other. But you have to find your lane and stay focused. You know, and um, and I think just you know being around family, making sure I, I don't run with the wrong crowd, and um, I actually you know do what I need to do, go to school, make good grades, and find a way out. Um, that was my main mindset, and um, the pressure was on again not having my dad around that leader, that, that male figure, it was more pressure for me to stay focused so I can make my mom proud. And I didn't let all her hard work go into vain, you know, working two jobs. um, That was tough. I watched her, you know, wear both of the hats. And she's the strongest woman I know. And I thank God for my mom because, you know, especially when I went to high school, you know, you, you're tempted by different crowds. But she was just so hard on not making sure, you know, I wasn't focused and, and that I was going to make something of myself But i absolutely love my city um it's where i'm from um i I learned a lot it it molded me into the man i am today and um yeah it it was a blessing for sure
2: amen you know i have to concur coming from the same place and the same high school so i am so blessed that you said that about daytona beach florida so for all of you who don't know it is the world's most famous beach If you haven't been, do go. And if Curtis and I are in town at any point, we would definitely love to meet you. So, Curtis, when did you know that you have the gift of speed?
4: So I knew I had a gift. You know, when I was younger, I used to utter words to my mom and my dad that I wanted to be the fastest man in the world. I remember looking up to Michael Michael Johnson, um, you know, when he had the gold spot. Maurice Green, you know, those guys really inspired me. But I started racing in my neighborhood. I used to race against kids in, in my in my area, and I used to win. We used to race speed bump to speed bump or just play games like that. And one day, one of my friends was like, hey, man, you know, you should try for the youth track club. So our coach at the time, Coach Fred Morrell, he used to drive the track van to the local neighborhoods and pick up the kids. And I asked my mom one day, hey, can I go out to the track team? Because, you know, some of my friends say they think i would be a good fit for the track team. So, I went out there, and I remember that first year I ended up being number one in my age group, and I was the only one to make it to nationals and I knew then you know i had a I had a gift I knew I was special um in that area, so I' say around the age of eight, nine years old when i when I knew I had a gift of speed
2: and how did you use that talent initially?
4: so like any other typical you know young man in sports, you know, track and field wasn't as attractive, so when I got to high school. Um, I wanted to play basketball and football, you know, the cool sports. I always told myself and my mom that I will either go to the NBA or the NFL and buy her a big house. Um, so I was actually a late bloomer. I didn't actually run track in high school until my 12th grade year. And um, once I ran track that year, I took third in, in the state of Florida, um, in the state championships, but, but it was too late. Um, I didn't get heavily recruited um, by any big time university. So I had to go the junior college route. And um, that's when I took a scholarship to California. I went to San Diego, California for football initially. And then that's when I tried out for the track team out there. So um, after my youth days of track and field, I went into high school, I tried all the other different sports and I didn't end up, you know, running track until my 12th grade year, um, kind of being a late bloomer. So
1: Wow, Curtis, I got a quick question for you. So, first and foremost, like, you're a world champion, right? We're in Breakfast with Champions League. You're a world champion, is that
4: right? Yes, sir. Dang. Yeah. Man, yeah. well,
1: that's what's up, man. I love that. So, uh, you said you were a late bloomer, started in the in the 12th grade in track. Like, for a lot of people, that's, that's a little too late. But you were able to overcome that, right? So, talk to us about some of the mindset that it took to, to you know, to kind of start a little bit late,
4: but to also, I mean, go on to be become this world champion that you are. Yeah, and I just I just give all praise to the most high and just my support system. You know, when I got to high school again, you know, I, I wanted to play basketball and football. I bounced around from two different high schools and towards the middle of my sophomore year going into my junior year. That's when I was at one high school. That I really wasn't with the right crowd. I was kind of always overlooked. You know and i and i used to you know i had some type of anger about me because my dad wasn't around so you know that led to being overlooked by certain coaches you know where i'm from in daytona beach especially in sports you know you start young so those coaches are already familiar with you when you get to high school i didn't have that so i kind of went through a um i kind of was slept on so when i went to my final high school you know the coaches there they seen my talent i got things on track You know, my my grades were good. I was playing all, you know, all different sports. I was having success. Um, That year, we ended up going to the Final Four in basketball. So the basketball season went into the track season. That's the reason why I started late. And um, everything just clicked, but it just clicked, you know, late for me. But again, I'm just thankful that my coach at the right time presented an opportunity for me to still, you know, get um, out of Daytona and go to school in junior college for football. So I just took that mindset, hey, this is our opportunity. I, I'm not going to mess this up. And when I go to California around coaches that actually appreciate the talent, they see my mindset. You know, my mom embedded into me, you know, hard work, dedication. I knew I wasn't going to quit. I knew one thing about me what separated me from everybody else is that chip on my shoulder. Like, okay, if you say I got to work for it and I earn it, like, let's go. Let's bring it. Like, I'm never going to shy away from the hard work. And I just think just going out there with that mindset, um, it, it helped propelled me to reach my goals faster. And I was more dialed in and clear cut on what I wanted out of myself. So, yeah, it was awesome. I
1: love that. So- Trevor, can I sneak in? Yeah, of course, can you sneak in? Come
5: on, I know, I'm just totally interrupting the flow. you you (laughs) good, go for it. But Curtis, I've always wanted to ask him about the tattoo, bro. I gotta know about the, that he's got the tattoo, says chosen one cross the chest. I got to know about the
4: tattoo, Curtis. Yeah, so I put the chosen one on my chest just because that's, you know, just my life story. Everything about, you know, my life and my journey, I feel like I'm the chosen one, especially out of my family. You know, that pioneer, that leader, the one that's supposed to be here to do great things. Everything happened so quickly for me. And just throughout my journey, I just felt like God has really put me in this position to, to do great things and amazing things. And when I got the chosen one tatted on me, I embody that. I embody the chosen one as I'm one of the chosen few that's been blessed with a gift, not just with my speed, but just with my mindset, you know, how I think, how I move, and obviously everything that I've accomplished in sports, you know, has been, you know, icing on the cake. But it's just think, I just think, you know, just how I am and, you know, even from my family, you know, just being that one that God put in front, God put me in the position to lead. So you know, I just put the chosen one on, on my chest to, to, you know, remind myself that, like, hey, we're we're destined for greatness and it'll never stop with me. I love that, Curtis. I, I just, I
5: think about it when I look at that, I think about the commitment level you have to have, right? To, to look at yourself in the mirror every day and to see those words tatted on your chest. Like, I feel like, I feel like we all, (laughs) maybe not a tap, right? But we all should have um, words that empower us, that we look at every single day that require us to step into our excellence and our greatness. And so I I just love that you have that on your chest. and, And I just imagine the standard with which you hold yourself because you do and are required to look at that every single day and make sure you're living up to it. So it's really inspiring to me, man. You always have been, and I appreciate you being here.
4: Yeah, and I just kinda double back on that real quick, Glenn. I'm a, a big law of attraction guy, so I remember you know, even in junior college, um, when I was sleeping in the garage to earn my scholarship, I wrote 19.99 seconds on, on a piece of paper and I taped it to my door. And every day I would wake up in San Diego, my coach would come get me. I told myself, man, I'm going to run 19 seconds. You know, I'm going to run 19 seconds. I used to write on my spikes. I write on my my bathroom wall. I write different things down to remind myself. So it just goes back to, you know, why I got the tattoo. Everything means something. I'm a big word person. You know, what you put out, what you manifest is is going to ultimately come back. I live by that. So, um, yeah, man, that was a great question. Thank you. Hey, Glenn, this this is Todd. Um, and w-
1: while we're on sports, I-, I would be remiss if we didn't uh, at least mention what a great week it e- it is for diversity in the sports world. Uh, Dawn Staley for Tennessee uh, Titans, ladies basketball coach, gets a $22 million contract. I mean, what an amazing feat for a female, a black female coach to win and actually start to get these 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 ladies start to get some money my my mom from Baton Rouge has has followed the LSU Lady Tigers for years with Nikki Caldwell and of course she didn't have any contract in anywhere near that but boy boy when I saw that it just gave me chills so I just I think we need to acknowledge what a great week it is for
5: for all diversity and uh, and female coaches in the industry I agree 1000% Todd we can flash our mics on that that's a that, that's a big one and i absolutely love that you pointed that out todd really do that's that's awesome
2: thank you so much todd and curtis we know we just have a little bit of limited time with you because you are on your way to continue your championship um start this morning so uh, let me just ask you really quick um where were you when you got that call that you were chosen for the championship world championship and who did you tell first
4: well, I was at the USA National Championships um, in Desmores, Iowa, 2013. Um, you know, we went out there, and I, I remember going into that race. Tyson Gay, at the time was my training partner. Obviously, Tyson Gay is the joint second fastest man in the history of track and field. And, um, you know, just leading up into that race, he just kept telling me, you, you know, you're ready. You, you're ready to make history. You're ready to do this. So I went in with confidence, but it was so crazy because I actually was diagnosed with a grade two hamstring strain. And if you watch that race, I ended up running 19 seconds out of lane three and I made the team. And I just remember crossing the line, hearing my name, um, you know, as I made the team. I just erupted. My I put my hands in the air. I was just giving God all the glory. I remember just being on the track with my head down. And that's when I knew obviously the top three makes, you know, any team. So when I when I did that, it was just like amazing. Like while I, I did something incredible, I made my first world team. And um, you know the city was very proud of me, but I still knew the job wasn't done. But just still, still very, very happy that you know I achieved something so great as making my you know first world championship team.
2: And we are very happy for you. And today uh, there was someone special who wanted to tell you uh, congratulations. But you know that they have mayoral duties, so they gave me permission to give you this message. And it all entails of them being congratulatory of you, proud of you, and that is uh, Mayor Derek Henry who gave you the key to the city.
4: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I love, I love Derek, man. He's awesome. He's been there since high school days, and when he gave me the keys to the city, he's just been so supportive of me, man. And I absolutely love Derek, man. He's he's awesome, and he's done a great job being the mayor of our city for sure.
2: Amen. I second that. And he just said to tell you congratulations and you guys will cross paths very soon. If he didn't have a meeting, he'd be here on the stage. So I have another question before I pass it over to my co-host. And what uh, advice would you give an athlete who's in high school right now and they might be fearful, let's say to join the track team because they're measuring their success to someone like you? What would you say?
4: I would say just, just go out there and just believe in yourself. It's all about being the best you can be. You know, I, I went out there f- fearless, you know, understanding that this is an opportunity for me. I love competing um, and, and just rising to the occasion. It's going to take extreme discipline, focus, always believing in yourself. And, um, yeah, just don't take it for granted. Don't take this opportunity for granted, especially in high school. You know, you only get one shot, and I've seen it go, you know, the needle go either way. Either you make it out or, you know, some people, they never leave you know, high school and they just stay stuck. So I just say always believe in yourself, have confidence, you know, surround yourself around good people, listen, be a student first, be humble. And that's going to take you where you need to go. And if you looking at somebody like me or whoever at a very high level, understand what it took for us to get here. You know, I committed my life to this still to this day. And um, that's what it takes. You know, anything you want, if you want to be successful, you have to commit yourself to it. It sounds good. You know, everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to reach, you know, um, high goals and big goals, but are you willing to put in that work? And I think if you can recognize that at the high school level at a young age, that's going to ultimately be the deciding factor, you know, once you go to the next level, because that's what separates the top 1% is the hard work, dedication, who's going to do what others won't. So hope that helps.
1: Love it. Curtis, I got a question for you. So I know when you're, uh, doing your workouts and stuff like that, you probably has have some pump-up music, you know, that keeps you all, like, keeps you going. Uh, so I, so I want to see if you can name this song. I, I tweaked it up just a little bit just for you, right? So th- these are some lyrics. So, uh, And in my mind, I couldn't find a place to rest until I got that chosen one tatted on my tes- chest. Tell me, can you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, can, can you name that song? courtesy there. Yeah, is that Tupac? Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> I I thought you might appreciate that. The Chosen One t- shattered on my on my chest. Absolutely. Um what is one of your favorite uh, like pump up music
4: songs like that really gets you going? Do you have a song that you that you go to? Um I just use one uh Devastated. I like that song. Um that's a really really good song that I listen to. And um, it's by Joey Bata. That's a real good song that I listen to as of late. You know, I just love that, the ring of that song and just how that song comes in for me, so.
1: Love it, love it. So tell me what's next. What's coming up next for you
4: in the next five years? Like, what's your five year plan? Right now we're on a big track and field cycle. So I got world championships coming up in uh, eight months. Um, I didn't participate in Olympic trials the Olympic Games, my coach died of COVID-19 right before the trial, so that kind of set me back. But um, I got world championship outdoors, world indoors, and then we got the Olympics coming um, in a in some, uh, couple years. So the next five years for me just growing in, in my business, you know, I'm doing great things in the business space. My brand is growing. Um, I'm in the prime of my life and my career, so I'm just looking to continue to grow and just continue to go to that next level. Um, I really want to be world champion, Olympic champion, I feel like I have so much more to give on the track and uh, also off the track. So just being a good person, and as long as I just keep being focused and putting that energy out, I feel like God is going to give me everything that I need. So, um, yeah, I'm just excited for what's to come.
1: Let's go. You got this, man.
2: And we are so proud of you curtis my goodness i'm so sorry to hear about your coach passing and i know that his spirit will be with you as you go out and represent not only daytona but the world and we are proud of you how can breakfast with champions millionaire club support you curtis
4: um it's it's been an honor you know from the first time i came in his room glenn he's awesome and I, I love what he's built here and uh just the community um every time I come here I get inspired, you know. Um I'm a champion in real life, so just continue to just do what what you guys been doing, you know. Um you know just support me like I like you guys have been um following my career. I'm on Instagram telling my story. Once I get back competing I would like to see some of you guys maybe come to some meets in person. Um that would be awesome, but um you guys have been great and um I'm, I'm just honored and and humble to be here. Thank you. Absolutely.
2: Give us your schedule and we'll make that Happen. So wonderful. I know that we have just a few minutes for questions uh, exactly with you right now, about seven minutes. So one of the first people that wanted to ask you a question is Auntie Anita. She's our clubhouse aunt. Auntie Anita, go ahead and ask your question of Curtis. Are you on mic? Uh, um, you might have to come out and then go back in. There you go. Um, while she's doing that, if you want to flash your mic before she comes back in, can you hear me? Oh, yep. There you go.
3: Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. hey Doctor Rose, uh, Glenn, Thank you so much for, for always. If you see me down in the garden, you're gonna bring me up. Curtis, can I tell you that uh, I don't even know all of your story, all of your journey, but when you said um, the chosen one. My mom, when I was, since I've been a young girl, she's always referred to me as her chosen child. It's seven of us, but I'm the chosen child. And my journey and my life look different for my siblings, right? And so I wanted to ask you, and I'm sorry about getting emotional, because it's a lot of things that I go through that my siblings hadn't. My first child was still born, um, but my, my sisters and siblings, nobody had no problem doing nothing. Um, but my mom would tell me, when you're that chosen child, you have a different route that God held for you and a journey that God held for you. I want to know, how did you stay grounded? Because uh, I get a lot of distractions, and sometimes I forget that I'm that chosen child, and sometimes I um, fall short. and I feel like I disappoint people sometimes, you know, um, by not showing up like I should. So how do you stay grounded? How do you show up on the days that you really don't want to show up? And thank you so much, Dr. Roe, for letting me ask this question. Something about him just touched me, especially the chosen part of it.
4: Yeah, that's a great question, and um, thank you so much for being open and vulnerable. I think for me, you know, I just have my dream, just chasing my dream. It's not easy, like you said, you know, being in this position that I'm in, you know, chasing my dream, sacrificing a lot, basically my whole life. Um, You know, it's, it's very hard, but I just think, you know, just understanding that I got a greater cause, I got a greater purpose. And if I continue to chase my dream, I just thank God that I wake up and my fire burns still to be the fastest in the world. I'm still, you know, healthy, alive, and well, and I still got I dream big, you know, and I just stay committed to my process, you know, just being disciplined, um, you know, my routine, everything that I've I've done to get to this point, I kind of just stay there regardless of, you know, a lot of people, they, they miss, I, I felt misunderstood, you know, a lot of times, because once you venture off, and you don't run with the crowd, you do your own thing, you carve your own lane, it leaves you exposed for judgment. And it can be tough, but only the strong survive. And I the reason I say I'm the chosen one, again, because it goes back to the mindset, you know, my mindset, I pride myself on being strong mentally and pushing through it, you know, just being faith driven, understanding that, you know, I, I do have a gift, I do have a talent. And if I continue to push and make myself proud and accomplish my dreams, um, then that's, that's all I can ask for. But it, it, it isn't easy. It's definitely hard. But I think as I've continued to mature I know how to deal with my emotions now. I know how to deal with my feelings and look at everything from a different perspective, and um, that's that's helped me out tremendously.
3: Wow, thank you so much for that answer. And you hit on a part that I didn't even express about people misunderstanding you, and you know, you have to get in your own lane. Sometimes it's lonely. Uh, thank you for hitting on that part of it as well. Again, thank you, Glenn, Doctor Rose.
2: You are so welcome. We just want to hug you so much, uh, Auntie Anita, and thank you, Curtis, for acknowledging that vulnerability. That's what champions are all about. We have a question from Dr. Janie. Go ahead, Dr. Janie. Hello, Curtis. It's so great to have you this morning and hearing more about you with Breakfast with Champions. You know, this is a complete uh, selfish question, but I'm sure it will benefit someone from the room. I would love to hear about your diet. I know at one point you and I were talking about uh, celery juice. So what does Curtis's diet look like?
4: Yes, yeah, so I'm all organic. I try to eat organic foods. i um, mostly vegan now. Um, uh, so I, I eat a lot of good proteins, fish, um, you know, vegetables, greens. I'm a juicer, so I, I like to juice raw organic um, fruits and, and things like that. So yeah, I'm just real, you know, I'm a supplement guy as well, you know, and, and as I'm getting older, I've taken a DNA test to take things tailored to my body, um, that my body lacks like certain B vitamins and just being a student of my body. I've always been like that since, you know, since my younger days, but now I just make sure I try to eat as clean as possible. I drink a lot of teas, alkaline water, um, I alkaline body. I fast. Um, I go on three day fast. Obviously, if you fast for three days, that um has the ability to reboot the immune system. Um, so I just do things like that tailored to you know uh to, to my body. So yeah, just an all organic vegan vegan type diet.
2: that question so yes I think some people will be trying to replicate this healthiness that you have going on Curtis which is really good if we have other questions we got a few more minutes uh, to go Ramon I see you going right ahead
3: hey dr. Rohe Trevor great session Curtis nice to be uh, with you today on the stage thanks so much for being here just curious Curtis what is your mental uh, attitude like when you have to think four years from now the Olympics 10 years from now this 50 years from now well not that far of course i'm just teasing but you know when you have such a long path where you have to keep the diet keep the consistent you can't mess around for quote unquote such a long time can you just share with us any tips or how you do it or what drives you uh please and again great session dr Rowan trevor thanks
4: yeah so i look at every year the same to be honest um it's a, i'm process driven so i'm submerged in a process it's a, it's a lifestyle it's a everyday, um lifestyle choice to wake up and just be at my absolute best so just winning the small battles not trying to get too caught up into you know um the you know longer goals or like a olympics four years from now i can only control today so i just focus on just winning the day you know just being the best version of myself every single day pushing through what can i do today um to get me one step closer to my goal when being one percent better and i just think that has to be the mindset and eventually, you know, those small wins eventually lead up into big wins. And when it's time, you know, for a major championship or a big race, you know, I just know I put in the work, and you step out on confidence, knowing that the work is done. I've, I've prepared myself, and I'm ready to rock. So, I just keep things uh, in perspective.
2: Absolutely love that, Curtis. And let's see, Suki, I see Doctor Rowe. Uh, I I want to
7: compliment uh, Curtis and and ask him to really compliment his mom um, because of what she told him. Uh, I haven't shared this before with the uh, breakfast people, but I was born with paralysis and um, bullied my whole life. And when I was eight, my mom told me that um, someday I would do something that would help the people in the universe, and I used that as my uh, perseverance to learn things that were hard for me and overcome stuff. And people told me that I would never get to college and I hold a doctorate degree and created this literacy program to help children. So I really believe that it's our moms. So I want to thank all the moms in the Breakfast Club who are here and who are not here. So you go home and you thank your mom. My mom... Um, is no longer here, but I feel her spirit is within me and without her speech and um, just mothering during the years that I was growing up, I don't think I would have the fortitude to be able to do what I'm here to do. And I'm here to change the world as far as literacy is concerned. So Curtis, I really thank your mom and I'm so glad. I live in San Diego, so that meant something to me as well. That you had a, a trip here to to play, and I'm just very proud of your mom to raise you as this beautiful person. And thank you so very much for allowing me the the opportunity to share today. Um, uh, I'm done.
2: Thank you, Curtis. Would you like to respond before you take?
7: Yeah, on? thank
4: you so much for that share. I'm just super humbled and. and- You know, great for that. She was open and and vulnerable with me. Thank you again. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much, Curtis. I am just elated and so thrilled and honored to have shared this stage with you and hear your humble story. And I know we'll hear more. We look forward to rooting for you in the championship game. And um, we know that you're going to represent the world well, as well as our hometown of Daytona Beach. Well, also, could everybody just un-mic and thank the amazing Curtis Mitchell world champion and Breakfast with Champions member club for being here. Thank you. you Thank you. Thank, thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Curtis. Thank, thank Curtis. you guys. Thank, thank you. Curtis.
7: Tiny- um, so well,
2: Thank you so very much. And all of you, you have just listened to the amazing world champion Curtis Mitchell and Breakfast for Champions Millionaire Club. You know that we're here to bring you motivation, education, and inspiration from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. every day, Eastern Standard Time. We also are here on Saturdays, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And of course, on Sunday at Club 111, especially if you like to get your worship on at 111 p.m. Along with Our incredible sessions from all types of thought leaders all morning long we have a breakout and pop-up room that we begin in the afternoon and the evening and that includes some amazing shows like the social media show which starts at 11 a.m. not only do they have trending topics but we have celebrity interviews just like we had with curtis mitchell now and so much more so we don't want you to miss any moment of that make sure you follow the breakfast of champions club on clubhouse by simply clicking on the little green house at the top it looks like a monopoly house and be sure to follow us on social media to be the first to know everything that we're doing and expand on social audio platforms and i turn now to my amazing co-host trevor houston take it away, Trevor
1: yeah you know what time it is it is that time again it's time to have some fun up in here so all i gotta know is are you ready all right it's that time again And I've got an opportunity for a few lucky audience members to participate in the Breakfast with Champions quest for the MVP tournament. And in a moment, all you got to do is flash your mic or raise your hand to participate. And I'm going to select a few lucky champions to come up here and not only win a seat at the table, but a reverse follow from the stage and a hashtag uh, Breakfast with Champions t-shirt just for participating. Each lucky champion will have two minutes to compete on today's topic, which is what does resilience mean to you? And uh, whoever the winner is is going to win a 30-minute round here on Breakfast with Champions. So if you're ready, all I got to know is uh are you ready so just flash your mic if you want to participate guys what we're going to do is we're going to uh have a two minute round each person will get to tell us i want you to i want you to tell us what's your favorite sports team uh or sport and what being resilient means to you so flash your mics flash your mics flash your mics flash your mics and i'm going to turn on the hand raiser too and the winner's gonna gonna get a i'm getting an echo are y'all getting that echo too
2: Yes, Trevor, I will tell you in order who we got on stage. We have Dr. OJ, that's what I'm gonna call her because I've seen that before. She's in the beautiful necklace. We have Alexandria, is it Alexandria or just Alexandria? <laughs> no, thank you for asking. It's Alexandria with an E-A, thank you. Absolutely wonderful. We also have Suki and did we have anyone else? I'm sorry, I didn't scroll down fast enough.
1: Uh, We got hands coming up. Let's pull someone up from the audience. Let's pull them up. So let's go with, I see the first one looks like uh, Cheryl Thomas. So I'm pulling you up. I hope I'm saying your name right. Cheryl Thomas, come on up and congratulations to each and every one of you. So guess what? You have all won yourself just for participating a Breakfast with Champions T-shirt. You're going to love them. They are amazing. And so again, the question today is when you come up on stage, you got two minutes. And the first thing I want to know is what's your favorite sport or team? Okay, so I want to hear that sport or team. And then what does being, you know, resilient mean to you? All right. So we're going to kick this thing off with Dr. OJ. Good morning, Dr. OJ. How are you? Good morning, Trevor. How are you?
8: Good morning, Dr. Roe
1: we're doing so I can hear you perfectly. And this is what I would like everybody to do right now. I want you to go find Dr. OJ in the audience. I want you to give her a reverse follow, blow her up. And uh, you've got two minutes in here. Are you ready?
8: Yes, sir. I am ready.
1: All right, let's go.
8: Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me here today. This is my second time. So I'm really going for the win today. All right, my favorite sport is basketball, because I uh, I understand it. It makes sense to me. And my favorite team is the Dallas Mavericks. So that's it. I'm a Dallas native, so I love them so much. Now, resilience means to me starting over after a 10-year marriage failing. Resilience looks like almost losing my business and just finding a way to pivot and find my way to push forward and keep going. Resilience looks like being able to raise my three kids after a horrible divorce and just being able to keep them stabilized and they're doing so well. Resilience looks like believing that there is an amazing human out there who is suited to me to love and to grow and do life with after so many disappointments. Resilience means taking so many punches but getting up and going forward regardless in spite of Resilience looks like going through so many life battles coming from Nigeria, moving over here, trying to build a life and assuming that you've arrived and all of a sudden everything comes crashing down. But guess what? You come back again and you are still your absolute best every single day. And that is what resilience means to me. It means being able to pour into the lives of others even when you are at your lowest and at your worst. Being able to add value and be a blessing to everyone around you, regardless of what is going on in your world. Resilience finally means to me, staying the cause of your purpose and understanding that your purpose in life transcends every other thing. Because that is the one assignment that God is going to ask you for at the end of your journey. And that is what resilience means to me. And that is what I leave every day. My name is Dr. Oyiko kosalaji and I am done speaking for now. Thank you so much.
1: Woo! Oh, my goodness. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love Great it, I love job. it. Great job, Dr. OJ. Uh, and first and foremost, I do want to say, because I'm here in Dallas, so uh, go Mavericks, you know what I'm saying? So I just love that.
8: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, Dr. Rowe, over to you. What are your thoughts? Give me some feedback? What do you how do you how do you feel like Dr. OJ did?
2: You know, Dr. OJ, you did an amazing job other than picking the wrong sports team. You did a phenomenal <laughs> job. My goodness. That was a masterclass. Thank you
1: all right now let's go to the audience yeah absolutely let's go to the audience and see what y'all thought how did you feel like she did i thought she crushed it up in here so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna turn on the hand raisers, okay and all you have to do is we're casting a vote here to see who's moving on to the next round so throw your hands in the air if you want to vote for dr oj And if you want to vote for the Dallas Mavericks, just saying, (laughs) put your hands in the air. Let's go.
2: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Just a few more seconds. She's doing amazing. Those hands just keep on going up. I love it. I love it. I love it. Going once, going twice, and let's go. All right. Great job, Dr. OJ. Again, make sure y'all blow her up. Uh, hit her up in the DMS, follow her all that good stuff. So now I'm going to turn off the hand raisers. I'm keeping score back behind the scenes. So you guys won't know until the very end what the tally looks like. But uh, great job. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now. Let's go next up. We got Alexandria. Good morning. How are you?
6: Hi, good morning. I'm fantastic. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing so well. Okay, so the question that we have presented this morning is, we want to know what's your favorite sport or team, and what does being resilient mean to you? Are you ready? you got two minutes.
6: Awesome. I'm ready. Let's go.
1: Let's go. Let's
6: do this. Okay, so my favorite team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that is pre-Brady because I am not necessarily a huge Brady fan, um, and I have the creamsicle jersey to prove it. So aside from that resiliency, I I love being resilient. It's actually one of my own personal content pillars. Um, It's a character that I identify with because to me, uh, being resilient means to not measure myself to anyone else, to accept the transgressions of the multiple sex assaults that I have survived and to realize and to accept myself that those were not my fault and that I am still lovable beyond that. Being resilient means being diagnosed with cancer and losing a portion of my body, going through multiple surgeries, that that is just a stretch of my roadmap, that that is just part of the story and the legacy that I get to tell. Resiliency is being mindful of my actions, that I have great capacity to love, I have great capacity to hurt. And to realize that that choice and that action is mine and that in every step of the way I will choose to love and to be kind, being resilient is not blaming anyone for the obstacles or the setbacks or the lessons that I have had to learn, but to be unapologetically authentic to the vision and to the mission that I feel God inspired me to be a part of. Being resilient means surviving a 21-year divorce and coming through it bankrupt and realizing my self-worth is not defined by my ex-husband, and it was never defined by him in my marriage. It is also not defined by the success of my children, but it is defined by me. As a child of God, I decide what my self-worth is, and I step beautifully into that space And accept that. And resiliency, for me, is the ability to continue to define yourself as you move through life, as your seasons change. 46 is not the same as 26. So resiliency, to me, today is different than it was when I was younger. And I just revel in that. And I love being able to wake up day after day and being able to say, this is who I am. These are my beliefs. And this is the impact that I'm going to make in the world. I yield my mic.
1: Alexandria, oh my goodness. Thank you so much for your share. And thank you so much for your vulnerability. And just, I could feel your heart, right? I could just feel it. um, And I, you know, I just, I just love you. So I just want you to know that. Oh my goodness. So. Uh, guys, if you can do me a big favor, make sure you give her a reverse follow, uh, and you know, that way she can experience more, um, you know, rooms and clubhouse and get her message out there to more people. We would appreciate that. Uh, Dr. Rowe, over to you. What are your thoughts?
2: Fantastic, Alexandria. I love that you are showing that you're resilient and that you're risen above and you don't define yourself through anyone else. So just know that you're a shining champion that you're loved and we look forward to getting to know you better. And I'm so glad you picked the Florida team. So that's amazing. Back over to you,
3: Trevor.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I do have to say go Cowboys. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying go Cowboys. But um <laughs> besides that, let's go to the audience to see what they think about uh Alexandria and uh and how we can how we can move her forward to the MVP round. So what all you got to do, guys, if you want to vote for her is just raise your hand. Just hit that little hand raiser. Uh let's do this right now. Let's go. Keep them coming. Keep, put your hands in there, y'all. Come on. I know you got this. Ooh. Ooh, this is good, y'all. See, the funny thing is the audience can't see the numbers. Ooh. Ooh, this is good. Keep them coming. Just a few more seconds. Love it. All right. That's it. Alexandria. Great job. You're doing amazing. And next up we've got, and I just love the name. Just love it. Love it. Love it. Next up. We've got Suki in the house. Good morning, Suki. How are you?
7: I'm fine. Thank you. I'm really glad that you chose me because this is a first time for me and, um, I'm, I'm just ready to answer my questions, I guess.
1: Yes. Okay, so the topic of the day is we want to know what's your favorite sport or team, and what does resiliency mean to you? We got two minutes. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's uh, go.
7: My favorite sport is football, and my favorite team is the Green Bay Packers because I grew up in Milwaukee, and I loved meeting Bart Starr at some point. So that's my, my team, football. And resilience means to me growing up with a disability uh paralysis, I had to overcome a lot of things, so it's being an example for others overcoming what I had to overcome, knowing myself and realizing a little late in life that this was part of god's plan to guide me, so that I'm an example for other people for overcome their uh hardships and Uh, negative uh, sayings and bullying and anything they need to overcome. My resilience means that I'm here to give and that God has brought me to this point to be an example for others and that I want to be really a a light that shines for the children and adults that I work with or anybody that meets me. Uh, Over the years, I asked A very, very good friend about being disabled, and I said, Was the disability just for me? And the person said, No, it's for other people that meet you. They know they can overcome their adversity and work with what they have and know that it's in God's plan for people to overcome things and be successful within themselves. So resilience for me is really honoring myself, which is very hard to do sometimes, but also helping others while I'm actually showing an example to the children and adults that I teach or just people around me that say, gee, you overcame that, I can overcome it. And I've done that with meeting um, children who have Down syndrome who wanted to be a teacher. And they said, I can be a teacher too. And I've said to them, you are a teacher, meaning that they teach the world just being who they are. So resilience means accepting myself and accepting others for who they are and working with that uh, understanding that I can make a difference in others' lives just by knowing me. And I'm done.
1: Love it, Suki! That is amazing. Great job. Great job. And if you can go find Suki's profile, she's got this like super cool like uh, animated thing going on. Uh, love the character. She's got a book and a cup of coffee. Find her on the stage. Blow her up. Uh, follow her, hit her up in the DMs, all that good stuff. Dr. Rowe, what are your thoughts?
2: You know, I loved her talk. It's all about resilience and overcoming. But when she said the Milwaukee team or the Packers, the Cheeseheads, oh my gosh. You know, I'm in Minnesota. Suki, so Sorry. <laughs> can't get on that bandwagon of the cheese heads. go vikings but go right over to you trevor
1: good job Steve. well well i will say hold on hold on okay so you know i'm a huge cowboys fan and we're we're doing good things this year we're rocking and rolling but um you know uh i do like me some brett Favre, and and growing up i remember watching him win a couple of super bowls and stuff like that i did uh yeah anyways just want to say that so i i'm a it's my go-to team is the Packers after the Cowboys get knocked out (laughs) because it happens quite frequently lately. Anyways, enough on that. Let's go to the audience and see what their thoughts were on Suki. Okay. So you can turn, uh, uh, let me turn the hand raiser on. Okay. And you can just raise your hand, put it in the air. We're voting here to see who's going to move on to the MVP round. So let's go. Everybody put your hands in the air. The keep them coming keep them coming
7: put your hands in
1: the air. all right few more seconds Very good. Suki, amazing job. Thank you. And remember, everyone who is participating today gets you a really nice Breakfast with Champions t-shirt. Y'all are getting hooked up with some swag. I'm just saying, you're going to get hooked up with some swag. So that's awesome. Um, Okay, so next up, we've got Cheryl. Uh, Good morning, Cheryl. How are you doing? I brought you up from the audience. I'm so excited you're here with us today. Uh, The question is favorite sports team or uh, favorite sport or team. And uh, what does resilience resiliency mean to you? Are you ready?
9: Yes, I am. Good morning, Trevor, Dr. Rose. Hope you all can hear me. I got oh, yeah. of for this. My name is Sherelle. I'm here in Daytona beach. My favorite team is Dallas Cowboys born Woo! and raised on it. My grandpa did that. Yes, he did. And, um, my definition of resilience i want to say i'm grateful for miss beautiful renee nor for first of all being part of my life and that's how i got here i've been here for a while and resilience to me is talking to you from my journey of hospice um i have five children and i have spent all my life in leadership at the age of eight years old i started blessing the community in song and ministry and I've always been an impact to our children. I've always been different. I've always been an individual who stood out. Huh, arthritic heart disease. Oh With great fears. Oh no! You're again. in the matrix
1: again. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I could hear you, Cheryl. I, and here's what I want to say. You you did go in and out of the Matrix, but I got to say, you are resilient. Oh, my goodness. She was battling through the Matrix to to come up here and compete on the stage. And, uh, and you're a Cowboys fan, so I'm giving you my vote. I'm just going to say, I'm giving you my vote. <laughs> so you already got a leg up. Uh, Dr. Rowe, what are your thoughts?
2: Oh, my goodness. You just said that, really? Um, she's a fellow Daytonian, so that just gives her bonus points. But I'm going to defer to my uh, initial guest, Curtis. I had uh, asked him to come back and just be a judge for a second, so he—I uh, I, want to hear what he has to say about this. Go ahead, Curtis.
4: I'm sorry, but I really couldn't hear her, so I'm sorry, Dr. Roth. I wrote you and said I couldn't—I couldn't really hear. Her, but I know she's from Daytona, and I know she's battling, so I'm—I'm I'm rooting for her. I'm always rooting for hometown for sure.
2: Amen. Me too. <laughs> I did hear a part of her resilience story. So I know that she's overcome some battles and that's what I heard before she went in the matrix. So, and
4: she uh, says it- she's working in hospice as well, is correct?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah, she- my,
4: my my mom and my aunties, they, they're working in that area as well. So I'm um, just sending my love and my blessings to her, hoping that she's safe and um, I'm always rooting for her for sure.
2: Right, but not for the uh, Cowboys. Like, um, we have, unfortunately, um, uh, Trevor.
1: No, you can't say that. (laughs) No, you can't say that. It's go Cowboys time. You know, it's Cowboy Nation. All right, now let's see what the audience has to say, right? She battled through. uh, She was resilient even through the Matrix. I'm going to turn on the hand raiser, and all you got to do is raise your hand to cast your vote here. Uh, Let's go. We got a few seconds. Keep them coming. She's a Dallas Cowboy fan. She fought through the matrix just to come here and participate in breakfast with champions. Oh, this is going to be a really close race. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Just put your hands in the air. Hit that little hand raising button. Ooh. Oh my goodness. This is super close, y'all. Okay. So, here's what we're going to do. Uh it's time now. I've got the results for our MVP in the house. So, I'm going to get a drum roll. Drum roll. Our winner today is Alexandria. Woo! Congratulations, Alexandria. You are the MVP so this is for you Alexandria you are the champion you have just won yourself a 30-minute round in breakfast with champions we're gonna highlight you we're gonna tell everybody what you're all about so we're excited to interview with you and I also want to say to all of our other participants in the room dr. OJ Suki Cheryl fighting through the matrix just to come up here You are also champions. You're going to get yourself a uh, Breakfast with Champions t-shirt. We're super excited for each and every one of you. And congratulations to Alexandria. Woo! Let's go!
6: Thank you so much. It's been a privilege to just share the stage with um, everybody and hearing these stories. I'm truly humbled and, and inspired at the same time. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. We are super pumped and excited to get to know you better. You just got yourself a seat at the table. And I'm just so pumped up. So I will coordinate with you. Okay, I'll coordinate with you on uh, getting a time scheduled to to get you in here. And, uh, and then for all of the other participants, if you can please send me a DM Okay, just send me a DM. So I'm going to coordinate with you so we can get your T-shirts hooked up and get those over to you. And I also want to just give a special uh, thank you to Curtis. Curtis, thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate you, man. You're a champion. And I I can't wait to see you in the Olympics uh, bringing home the gold, man. Thanks,
4: Trevor. Really appreciate that, man. Eight months
1: to go. World Championships, Eugene, Oregon. You'll see me there. Appreciate you.